Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. Alongside Alex Ferrario and Tanner Hendrickson, I'm Brandon Kiley. It's BK and Ferrario here on 101 ESPN. And right now we're going out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line to be joined by our friend, Blues Insider for the Athletic. He's Jeremy Rutherford joining us here on the show. JR, we appreciate the time as always, my friend. How you doing today? Doing well, yeah. Glad you guys are taking back over so you can get it back on track after that update there, Tanner. Right, that Come might on, have been brother. the worst update that's ever been done on 101 ESPN. <laughs> no, no. What? Who? No, who? No. I heard somebody try to figure out who Andy Dalton was oh. at one point in time. Well, give Rocky a little break. You know, he I'm works. pretty sure at the time, me and uh, Jamie, just to take people behind the scenes, were out at the SLU golf event. No, I don't remember when that. When it was roughly 25 degrees outside, I Boy, was cuddled like a, up next to a heater. It was like a fountain coming out of that. It was not good. It was not good for anybody involved. In, in particular, it was not good for Alex Ferrario, who was trying to remember who Andy Dalton was. So we'll try to find that audio before the end of this segment uh jr i did want to ask you about the move that the blues made over the weekend they bring in caspery kapanen what are you expecting him to bring to this team i think he's a guy we've talked to the last 24 hours ever since he got in here that's going to bring some speed and some skill uh fortunately the blues were playing the pittsburgh penguins when the blues made that claim so i was able to kind of go down press row and check in with the pittsburgh riders and see what they thought. It just didn't work out in Pittsburgh. Ron Hextall brought him in on the two-year deal, 3.2 AAV, and you know, just kind of inconsistent, uh, kind of perimeter-oriented, maybe didn't show some of the same stuff he showed in Toronto, but nonetheless, as Ron Hextall pointed out, he was a half a point per game player, so uh, that's what he's been throughout his career, 300-plus games. He's been a half a point per game guy, and he's going to jump in and and play this uh, second line tonight with Robert Thomas and Pavel Buchnevich guys. And, you know, I asked Doug Armstrong yesterday, does that what he projects as in St. Louis moving forward? Can he be a top six guy? And, you know, he said, we'll see. So they're hoping to fill out the roster a little bit in the offseason. And, and in the meantime, uh, Kapanen's going to have to earn his role in that top six if that's where he wants to be coming into camp next year. JR, was this more of and this is more your opinion than anything, but was this more of Doug Armstrong looking at the field of free agents this offseason and saying, man, there's, we're going to have to overpay for somebody who might not fit in? Or was this more of, I want that internal competition for a player like Kapanen who can come in and put individuals? I think it was probably the former. What you said first, uh, Doug Armstrong pointed that out yesterday. He said this kind of takes us out of a search for that type of player this offseason. And obviously, they're looking at the unrestricted free agents and trade possibilities this offseason. And, and plus, it gets the guy in here. You know what he, where he fits in and, and how he looks. And sitting at the captain install yesterday, he's excited about this opportunity. Obviously, every time you get a new guy in the locker room, they're looking for a fresh start. But it just did not work out in Pittsburgh. And it got to the point where 
you know, they needed to move him just because they were trying to bring a couple guys back and couldn't get them on under the salary cap. So it was a move that Pittsburgh had to make, and, and Craig Bruby himself said the other day uh, they saw it and they wanted to jump at it. They believe that this is a guy who's got some talent that uh, probably just needed a new scenery. If that's the case, JR, and obviously it's a lot of unknown, but does this take them out of the forward market for the offseason and focus more on the defensive side if they're looking to retool or retrench this team, as Doug Armstrong calls it? I think they're kind of connected. And, and when I say that, uh, the Blues, they're going to be down to, what, uh, $10 million or so uh, with just 15 players signed. And that's not a lot of space to, to bring in uh, some guys and on, on both ends, both the front and the back. So I think that when I say they're connected, you're probably going to have to move a defenseman out if that opportunity presents itself to bring in another forward, the money's just going to be tight moving forward. So I think it's a situation where, yeah, you'd like to bring in more and perhaps Kapanen slips down and he's in your top nine. If you're able to bring in a top six guy, we mentioned that they were in on Timu Meyer. That didn't work out. He goes to New Jersey. I think the Blues will continue to look, but that's going to be predicated on what can they do with the defense. I think that's going to be Doug Armstrong's number one priority in the off season. I, I can't imagine that it would happen before the deadline. That's not to say that it won't, uh, but I think in the offseason, he's going to try to move one of those guys and give that defense a different look. So you don't expect anything to take place with the blue line prior to this week's deadline, JR? So it could. Uh, I have heard in the past week or so that, uh, you know, that uh, moving a defenseman is a priority. You know, I've heard Colton Preco's name pop up as we have with other reports outside of St. Louis. To my knowledge, Colton Preco, who has a no-trade clause, has not been presented with anything. We know that that can happen in a moment's notice. For example, you can talk to Tarasenko and his camp five minutes before Doug Armstrong calls. They've heard nothing. Then all of a sudden, Doug Armstrong calls, and he's going to the New York Rangers. Same thing with Colton Preco. I would just have to believe that uh, if Colton Preco, and continuing to use him as an example, gets that phone call, this is a guy who loves St. Louis, signed an eight-year deal, plans to be here i would think that he would need more than five minutes like vladimir tarasenko made his decision and to make that type of decision so when i say that uh, i don't think it'll happen before the deadline of course it can but i would think some more time and thinking would go into it uh, more than what the blues have before that deadline we've talked a lot about this jr and i know there's some uncertainty with it but how do they go about reshaping this defense i mean scott perinovich you would imagine plays into this scenario and the massive contracts you got to talk about. They have guys, but the guys that they've got in the minors, with the exception of Scott Perunovich, all project to be bottom-pairing defensemen. Yeah, and and I think you're right. I think that when you look at this, how do you do it? Well, I think number one is, you know, it just hasn't worked with the top four. We all know that. Uh, Can it work coming into camp next year? I suppose it could. Maybe it was an off year for a couple of these guys, and Torrey Krug's been banged up with injuries. But I think if you're Doug Armstrong and you come back with that same group, and it continues to perform the way it did this year, and it didn't work. People are saying, I told you so. What did you do this offseason? So I think he's going to continue to explore that. I think that's why I've heard some of, we've heard some of these names pop up uh, in the rumor mill. Uh, but a guy like Tory Krug, you know, I focused a lot here on Colton Preco already. Let's switch to Tory Krug. You know, he's been banged up, and he's got four more years after this year at that 6.5. If you're a team considering that, maybe you do it with a couple years. I don't know that you do that with a guy who's had an injury-riddled season and has four more years left. So if you move Nick Letty out, does that change this group enough where you got the other three coming back? And I don't think Justin Falk is the guy, if you had to pick, that you'd have moving out. So that's why everything seems to always circle back to 
Colton Pareko. But the bottom line on that one is, let's say the Blues do want to move him. Let's say there's a team out there that wants him. My question would be, what is Doug Armstrong trying to get back in return? Is he trying to make a hockey trade? Will he bring a good player prospect pick here to St. Louis? Or is he trying to offload the seven years remaining on that contract? I don't know his motivation there, and I think that's what it would come down to if they were trying to move him. Talking to Jeremy Rutherford of The Athletic here on 101 ESPN. Be sure to follow him on Twitter at JP Rutherford in order to find all of his great work. Uh, JR, the other move that they've made, we haven't talked to you since, was the Ivan Barbashev trade. And you mentioned bringing back a potential prospect in return. That's what they did with Barbie instead of getting a pick. Did, did that indicate anything to you other than just that they liked the prospects that they were able to get from the Vegas Golden Knights? Yeah, not too much. I think uh, that I, I did hear that uh, Doug Armstrong has really liked this prospect going back to the draft year a couple of years ago. Vegas gets him at number 30 or overall in the 2021 draft. Um, I look at it a couple different ways. Let's hypothetically say that uh, San Jose bites on the Blues offer. I believe the Blues are offering a couple first-round picks, uh, probably not their own. So you're looking at those later first-round picks from Toronto and from the New York uh, Rangers. You know, if, if they bite on that and that drops the Blues down to just one first-round pick instead of three, then maybe Doug tries to you know, find a first-round pick somewhere around the league. Uh, but I think the fact that the Blues didn't make that deal, they have three first-round picks, as he mentioned yesterday, you want to get a player in the system who's going to be ready sooner than later. That's what this is all about, right? We've been talking about sooner than later. Kapanen comes in. Uh, so I think they get a really good prospect, Zach Dean. I've heard nothing but good things about this guy. And he's going to turn pro next year. So he could be in Springfield or you know, plays his way up for some NHL time. We'll see. Uh, but I think it was a great deal for the Blues. I think throughout this uh, trade deadline, we're calling it that, but it, it, you know, we're still a few days away from mm-hmm. it. Doug Armstrong got a lot of work done early, and it looks like uh, you got to give him an A on what he's done uh, getting guys back for the unrestricted free agents that he was going to lose anyway. So uh, you get a prospect back in this situation, I think this was the right call. Speaking of NHL-ready players, JR, it's a sad day in St. Louis. Um, member of the Ferrario 5, Yessi Pugliarvi, was traded to Carolina <laughs> for absolutely nothing. Uh, can, you, can you raise my, my spirits a little bit higher and tell me that the Blues were in on that? <laughs> I just saw that come across my laptop, uh, pull Harvey to uh, the Carolina Hurricanes, and, and that's a move they probably needed to make. Um, and so he's not come to St. Louis. So this extinguishes another Ferrario yeah. 5. Out of all the ones I've heard, and I listen to the station a lot, I still think probably the Martin Burke was the only one that hit. Uh, no, whoa, 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 whoa. Pavel Buchnevich is the legendary member yeah. of the Ferrario 5. <laughs> what, what about Arenado? Is he in there too? No, that was just that Mr. Was just 95. Good. That yeah. put me on the map, and then I, I established myself on the map with Buchnevich. And then Martin yeah, Furk was just cheery. Bucci. Yeah, Buchnevich day. So, uh, so sorry about that one. Kudos getting that one right. <laughs> I can't believe you would forget that one. That was the one that really Jared, mattered. Jerry, you hate me, don't you? I understand it. Jerry, what are you watching? When you're watching these games right now, like Blue's taking on the Kraken tonight, what are you watching for? Anything interesting going on? Uh, you know, I think right now it's it's got to be the leadership. Uh, you know, who knows if Ryan O'Reilly comes back. But right after these trades were made, we did not see a very good play by the leaders, uh, by the guys on this team who need to be showing the way. And I think uh, you get down to these last 23 games or so, that's what you that's what you need. Because guess what? Coming back next season, uh, you know, as it sits right now, there's not another player that's going to come in and be as high profile 
as what you've got. I, I don't see it. You know, so you're looking at the Braden Shens, the Justin Fox, uh, the Tory Krugs, and, unless he were moved. So we can talk about all the prospects, the Jake neighbors, you know, those types of guys that are going to be the future of this team. Uh, but unless there's leadership in place and these guys showing that, uh, hey, follow me, just like Ryan O'Reilly did on a daily basis, and I think the Blues are in some trouble. So that's what I want to see down the stretch.